This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. So today on the podcast, I'm speaking to Jenna Sloan, who is a freelance journalist and she's also a university lecturer. And Jenna specializes in writing about case studies, um, which is something that I talk about quite a lot when I'm working with the clients in my membership program. Um, so I really wanted to get somebody to kind of go deep on what a case study is um, and explain how they all work. So Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about you first? Yeah, well, hi, everybody. My name's Jenna Sloan. Um, as Rachel mentioned, I'm a university lecturer two days a week. So I teach journalism to students at Manchester Metropolitan University. And then I'm also a freelance journalist. So I've been freelancing for about five years now. And before that, I was a staff writer, first on the Daily Mirror and then on the Sun as a feature writer. Um, now I freelance and I focus mostly on features um, for national newspapers and magazines. And as you mentioned, Rachel, I'm really uh, specialising in case studies as well. Fantastic. Okay, so what made you decide to set up the case, to kind of go down the niche to working on case studies then? Um, it's quite interesting, actually. About a year ago, slightly less, actually, I started working for a non-profit and they'd set up a new news platform and they asked me to work with them to find stories. I needed to search out and find 30 stories of small charities and social enterprises in the UK who were at a, grass, um, a grassroots level. So working with communities and really making quite a big difference but into small communities so I went ahead and looked for all these um, different organizations used different ways to find them and then I needed to produce a short story on each of them so for that short story I needed a case study of somebody that they'd helped or at least a volunteer who worked with them so that they could have a kind of human voice in there and a story about how they changed someone's life or a story of a person they'd worked with and there were so few of them who actually had these stories that they could give me um you know they would kind of say to me one of them actually said to me oh we've got an annual report it's 70 pages I'll send you that and if you read the whole thing you might find one case study and I was like goodness me I don't really a have time to be reading 70 page annual reports and b I thought you know you've got these stories but what are they doing buried there they're not working for you so it really made me think that there was a niche there and also a need for small businesses social enterprises and charities to to learn what a case study was and how you could use them and how they can be really helpful in getting publicity and getting your kind of message out to journalists as well. Brilliant okay so the next question is going to be what is a case study so I know as journalists we are really familiar with the term and I think I think it's really helpful actually for you to explain it because a lot of the people who um, who might listen to the podcast or who are in my membership or in my free Facebook group they will um, they'll be on Twitter or they might be in Facebook groups um, where journalists are looking for case studies but they might not actually know what a case study is so it'd be really helpful if you can kind of define what a case study is when it comes to um, journalism. Yeah so a case study is basically a story and it's a kind of a story about a person who has been helped by your organization so when journalists are looking for case studies they're basically looking for a human element or a personal story which 
um, illustrates a wider problem or a wider, um, you know, a wider news agenda or a wider thing that's happening in the world. So when I was a journalist on The Sun, I always had to find case studies. I probably had to find a dozen a week, I'd say, a conservative estimate, because when a budget was introduced, they wanted to find case studies, so stories of families who would be affected by a new measure that the Chancellor had um, introduced. You'll see loads of them, uh, case studies stories around COVID and the pandemic. So, for example, you know, recently they announced that maybe a new vaccine would be would be introduced, and immediately news outlets want to find stories of the people who that vaccine might help. Because I think as as humans, really, we all really relate to stories. We're all hardwired to want to talk about stories, to hear about other people's stories and to share our own stories. So we don't really relate to things that aren't about other people. We don't relate very well to stats or we don't relate very well to necessarily objects or buildings. It's about people and the people who are affected by those places or those um, news events or those me uh, medical advances. So case study is really a story, a human story that shows how a real person is affected by a wider issue. Okay, so no, it's really good that you've said that. And um, thank you so much for explaining it. Um, and just to add as well, because um, people who've listened to the earlier episodes of the podcast, a couple of examples of case studies that you might have heard about on here um, that kind of fall into what Jenna was saying there would be people like Suzanne Gould, who runs Edinburgh Holistic Dogs. So Suzanne's a dog trainer up in Edinburgh. And when COVID hit, the Telegraph were looking to speak to case studies of examples, so case studies of people who are doing amazing things for their community. So Suzanne put herself forward as a case study and got in the Telegraph. So another example of a case study um, when it comes to pets would be like Kerry Jordan, who's a pet photographer. Um, so she featured in Woman and Home magazine because they were looking for case studies of people who'd created a job around their pets um, and, you know, how their dogs have changed their lives. So there's loads and loads of opportunities for case studies when it comes to pet businesses. And so which, which is why I'm so, so chuffed to have Jenna um, have you talking to me today, Jenna. Um, so can you tell us about some examples of how having a case study has like completely transformed the story? So like when you've maybe been working for a charity client, like with the project that you've just been talking about, how having a really remarkable case study has made such a difference. Yeah, there's a project I did um, a couple of years ago, actually, with the charity Muscular Dystrophy UK, MDUK. So they focus on helping families and people who've been affected by muscular dystrophy. And I worked with their PR department and they had a couple of these kind of case studies are basically stories of people they'd helped. Um, but they're just really sitting on their website and not doing anything. So I had a look at them and one was a story about a family who um, had two young boys and a, the mum found out she was pregnant again and both the boys had um Duchenne muscular dystrophy which is a form of this um, illness which only affects boys so mum was very concerned when she found out she was pregnant again because if the baby was a boy she knew really realistically this little uh, the baby would be affected but it turned out she was a girl so she then had three children two of whom have this you know kind of life-limiting condition really and one of them doesn't just by the fact that she's a girl and the other two are boys so we realized it was world muscular dystrophy day coming up and we managed to place a really nice piece a profile piece about this family in the sunday people because for them world muscular dystrophy day didn't really mean anything to their readers but a uk-based family who've 
got this kind of really compelling story to tell that really would relate to anyone who has, you know, kids themselves, our younger brothers, our sisters, grandchildren, nieces, our nephews can see how this family and this mum, you know, would would cope and you kind of start to put yourself in the position as well you know you start to relate to a family like that and that's when you start to feel empathy and empathy is what really really um, makes a great case study and it's how people connect to the story and it's also what makes you remember that story so you might not remember the fact it was world muscular dystrophy day but the fact that that family had shared their story that's where you start to really relate so I think that's a good example perhaps of how a really powerful case study story can be used to get you publicity as well definitely okay and we, I've talked a couple of podcasts ago, actually, I talked about awareness days and how we can bring those to life. And that's a brilliant example of how to um, how to use a case study for an awareness day. Um, I also wanted to talk about the other kind of articles that case studies are used for. So we've talked about a health feature there. Um, we also we quite often see like lineups, don't we, where like one of the lineups I did. In fact, Jill Foster talked about it on when she came on the podcast was when it was a it was about how dogs help people help women who are going through the menopause so sometimes something will be in the news um, and journalists and editors will look for a lineup of people who've been affected by that so for example you know if let's say like when the puppy boom first happened uh, I read something about like more people adopting like certain breeds of puppies or just people getting puppies in the puppy pandemic there was actually case studies of people people doing that wasn't there like lineup case studies and um, so can you tell us about like some of the case studies that you've had where you've had like lineups where all where people are sharing a similar story but their own experience of that that kind of that experience I guess yeah yeah, there was an interesting one I did for the Sun a few years ago um, that was about hidden disabilities. So there had been a, um, a story, a blogger had um, done a story on Instagram um, and it had gone viral and she was um, someone who was very glamorous she was a young woman she really enjoyed traveling put a load of pictures on her Instagram of her in bikini all over the world and um, but she only had the shoulder up pictures and then she finally put a full length picture on and it turned out she had a colostomy bag so she decided that she was just going to be out there and be like this is who I am and this is what I look like and I've got this condition but it doesn't mean I'm a different person and I want to kind of basically be authentic and show you what has happened so this picture went viral so we needed to find four women with hidden disabilities so we found another woman who had a similar condition to the blogger we found someone who had a lot of scarring from a previous burn on her arm that you wouldn't see if she had a long sleeve on we saw someone who had um had lost her leg so she used an artificial limb from the hip down but again if she had jeans on you wouldn't know um and then there was somebody else so you can see how you know one story that was in the sun originally of this blogger then creates lots of different opportunities to do those kind of lineup stories so definitely I think as well perhaps if you're running a pet business it doesn't necessarily have to be you who is the person in the case study? You might have people who you've worked with, customers or clients who you might be able to think of to put forward for these sort of ideas as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one of, Joe, what one of the case studies that I, I helped out with years ago was um, people who've got dogs that weigh, who, who weigh more than them. So there was this like really petite girl who weighed about eight and a half stone and she had this massive, great big like Newfoundland who weighed about 13 stone. And it was just this lineup of like all these people with these massive dogs. And then another one that I've done was like, people who've got these amazing pedigree cats um and yeah like there are quite a lot of animal requests particularly 
if like a celebrity has a certain breed of animal or even if they kind of talk about facing a certain issue with their animal quite often newspapers will say okay we want to have a lineup of um of people who have this type of breed of animal or who've overcome a similar thing another thing i did was like when the kennel club um voted when when basically the kennel club announced that labradors were the uk's most popular dog breed i did um, a feature about life-saving labradors with three case studies there so loads of different ideas about how um, pet pet business owners can kind of look out for opportunities yeah there's a good one in good housekeeping actually i saw i think last month and it was about how our um, animals have helped us deal with the anxiety of the pandemic and there was a lady with a i don't know if you saw it rachel there's one with a horse a lady with a dog someone with a parrot i think and then like four different pets and it was all about how you know how my kind of animal has helped me to deal with my own lockdown anxiety so I think there is a huge demand definitely for those sort of animal-led lineup and case study-led features yeah definitely and as a nation of animal lovers we just can't like every time you pick up a paper or magazine you're always going to see stories with animals in there aren't you so I always think like you know um, before I kind of niched into pet businesses I used to do occasional press releases for all kinds of businesses from you know engineering firms to um, you know medical equipment that kind of thing whereas and they were quite hard to place sometimes but with pets it's like we all love an animal story don't we which is so good yeah I did a great one for the sun a few years ago about guide dogs and my mum has always been a volunteer for guide dogs and she's just actually adopted a retired guide dog during lockdown who I'm absolutely obsessed with (laughs) he's six years old um but anyway um this story and it'd have been a story because only a shot in the news about how more and more guide dogs are being attacked um when they were out working by people whose dogs were out of control and we got David Blunkett to write a piece about it and then we found three guide dog owners whose dogs had been attacked and had needed to um kind of had veterinary treatment which Mm -hmm. meant of course if you're a blind person you realize on your guide dog if your dog is in the vets and needs treatment that means that you can't go out and about and it really um, limits your independence and so that was a kind of awareness raising piece as well about you know this is a problem that guide dog owners are experiencing so I think you know it's not just about um kind of funny or quirky stories but I think there can be some real campaigning type stories there as well definitely no that's a really really great example Okay, so um, so when it comes to, so we talked about getting case studies in the media, which is brilliant. That's like the kind of cherry on the icing on the on the top of the cake, isn't it? But um, I think that pet business owners can really use case studies in their own marketing. And when I, I kind of work with people from, I do the publicity side of things, but I also do, I talk, we talk a lot about blogging and social media as well. And I think it's really important that they're, they're telling these stories, these compelling, heartwarming stories. Um, inspiring stories of these transformations on their own media as well so what are your thoughts on like how pet businesses can use case studies in their own marketing what kind of um you know what kind of ways do you think they should be kind of getting case studies in and then really really making the most of them yeah, I 100% agree that if you've got a story and a case study and you've invested your time and, you know, the person's time in creating it, it should really work for you and it should work hard for you. So really creating one story and then having it sat on your website doing nothing is not, you know, it's not really 
maximizing the impact. So I would say case studies can be, like you said, used in social media, definitely Instagram posts, Facebook posts. People love stories and it's what they relate to and it's what they really hook into. So if you've got a story that you can use and those posts, those sort of social media posts, that's one place you can use them. Newsletters is a really good place that case studies can be used just to share a story, a kind of success story of this is somebody I've helped or this is somebody who's really benefited from working with me. Uh, blogs as well. And I think from one case study, you can often extract three or four blogs. So um, I worked on a project a couple of weeks ago, actually, for a business, and I wrote them a case study and kind of told them how to analyze the themes in the case study so that you could pick out those themes and write four or five different blog posts on them. You might also have a story section on your website where, you know, just you, the stories can sit there as they are themselves a bit longer that people who want to engage with you in that way can engage with you in the stories there. Um, when I've worked with charity clients, they've also used them for thank you letters. So if you run a sort of pet charity or a pet social enterprise where you might be looking for donations, you can use a case study and a thank you letter um, just to say thanks so much for your donation or thanks so much for what you've you know your kind of time this is the kind of um, transformation and this is the kind of result that you're helping us to achieve so I think you can use them in lots of different places across your business. Fantastic um, do you know what I'm really excited because Jenna's coming in to speak to the people in my membership group and there's a couple of people in there who I know are really going to benefit um, from talking to you so one of them is um, Lizette and she runs the doggy lottery it's a brand new thing it's a not-for-profit um, and she basically people don't people it's like the normal lottery people buy a ticket and then each month the funds are distributed around different charities different welfare charities so she's working on case studies at the moment and it's, do, it's working really well for her social media and I think it'd be great for local local press her social media their social media and like you've just said the thank you letters and newsletters um she's really going to be able to um to do a lot with them um so yeah. that's fantastic yeah I think things like podcasts as well like we're talking on now Rachel like if you do a podcast or you can maybe um, if you want to appear on other people's podcasts, when you email them with an idea, you could say, look, I've got this story to tell you. Or perhaps you could say, I've got a case study who will be happy to speak on your podcast as well mm -hmm. as me. So, you know, those it's not just about written things. It's about audio. Perhaps you could create short videos yeah. if you run a YouTube channel or create short videos for your social media. You know, there's a lot, this one story, you know, if the person, the case study, it's a key point about case studies, actually, which I suppose we might be able to come on to later, but is making sure that this person whose story you're telling um, is really, um, you know, you've told them what they're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. So making sure that they're happy to appear on podcasts in regional press and your newsletter. And as long as that person is happy to be featured in all those places, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to get at least 10 pieces of content out of one case study, I would say. That's really, really good to hear. Um, and yeah, one of the things I do actually in my, in my blogging course is I talk about like different ways you can repurpose content. So that's all, like, all the examples there. Um, they kind of go into that so it's really really helpful because I think it's easy to think that you know if, if you've got a great testimonial and often the case study is essentially a, a much more in-depth testimonial isn't it you can just have it and you might just put it on your website but you know you can really make that work for you um, and people people remember these stories don't they okay so I wanted to ask you what you I know of I know obviously we're both journalists we've written thousands probably of case studies over the years but um if you could share with me what the kind of 
what the essentials are for a case study. So you touched then about the first thing is that they want to be identified and they're happy to share their story. So once we know that they are on board and they're happy to talk about whatever it is that they're talking about, what would you say are the, are the key things that, that a business owner who isn't a trained journalist needs to get down to make that case study compelling? Well, I think one of the key things is um, talking to that person. So it may be that you feel a bit nervous or you're a bit daunted by doing what we would kind of talk culture as journalists an interview but really I think it's really important to talk to someone so instead of you know kind of sending this case study some questions by email or just sending them a whatsapp or an instagram message I think it's really helpful to have a conversation and to have that conversation kind of structured or to have sort of a, a structure in your mind of how you want it to flow um, and then you will be able to create a story from that so I always tell clients um when I'm kind of doing case study coaching, what you need to think about is a start, a middle, an end. And really, in terms of a case study, the start is the kind of problem. So what was the issue that, you know, that this person came to you about? What problem were they having? A middle in how did your service or you personally solve this problem? Um, and then the end is the impact and what positive kind of transformational impact has it had on this person's life, well-being, relationship with their family, their pets, whatever it whatever it is. And the way to really draw that story out is to think of it in those three parts and then have a conversation with someone and ask them to take you through that mm -hmm. story. Because, you know, really all good stories need to start a middle and an end for people to be able to engage with them and frame them and understand them. So I think if you can kind of think about it in those terms and then on a more practical level you need a full name for everybody so a name and a surname um, ideally the sort of location where they live especially if you're thinking you might want to do this um, for regional press because regional press are you know they want to know that they're talking to people in the area where their readership or their viewers or their listeners are um, and I'd also say you need to think about a photo so if you can get a headshot of that person or some sort of image that you can use with the case study that's also quite helpful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so no, that's really helpful the way you've just explained it because I, I do a little bit of case study coaching with the people who um, who are in my membership if they're looking for testimonials or if they're working on an actual story where they need a case study. And I usually say, okay, so when we're when we're talking about the impact you've had, it would be, let's say, if we were talking about Claire Lawrence, who she specialises in working with barking dogs, it would be, you know, before I worked with Claire, my dog would bark, lunge, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When I worked with Claire, she showed me how to do xyz to stop the reactivity now when I go out for a walk with my dog I can do this I can go on holiday I can go to a nice pub beer garden and so on talk about the impact and then obviously the, the context of who the person is we would have at the beginning and and then normally um you know if anyone I, they would say something like you know if you're thinking of working with Claire or if, or if you're struggling with a barking dog then I would my advice would be xyz um yeah. so so yeah, the case study that you might have for a journalist, you can actually repackage and make a brilliant testimonial for you, for yourself, can't you? Yeah, definitely. And the other thing that I would say to kind of think about is feelings, because yeah. as I was mentioning earlier, empathy, mm -hmm. when we start to feel something towards a story, when we have that empathy and we start to put ourselves into the place of um, the person who we're reading about, that's when as humans, our brains start to really light up and yeah. connect. 
So perhaps, you know, you gave that example about the barking dog. At the end of that story, how does it feel to you that you can now do these things? Do you feel relief? Do you feel, you know, really happy? Do you feel like it's helped you to rebuild relationships? Perhaps you couldn't really go on dog walks with your friends before because your dog wouldn't be able to, to manage or cope with that. But now it's really stopped you feeling perhaps less isolated or less lonely because you can go out and meet people. So I think if you can talk um, to somebody about their feelings, about how it's really made them, their emotions change and their, mm-hmm. you know, because otherwise you do risk a bit of a kind of captain's log where you're like, I did this, then I did this, this is the thing that happened next, you know, a sort of log of events. Whereas a good case study and a good story will have that kind of, um, that feeling that of uh, emotional element to it as well yeah yeah absolutely the emotional impact when it comes to anything anything um regarding our pets and as somebody who um I used to my old dog god god rest her soul she loved running off um and oh god the emotional roller coaster I'd go through when I was trying to find her and worried about whether she might get shot by a farmer was horrendous so now having a dog where I've been able to train him the emotional impact of it is that I don't have that that fear and terror that something awful is going to happen yeah Um, and it's a huge relief to you I imagine like you just start to enjoy those walks more and you start to relax and that becomes a real part like a real positive part of your life where previously it was quite a negative thing you know those emotions so it's it's a real transformation that can occur for people in their lives and their well-being oh my gosh definitely and with the anxious animals and the reactive animals if people can work through that and then have not only see the animal happy, but it has a massive impact on their own emotional well-being as well. So it's it's just it's just great. Um, so Jenna, you have this brilliant thing where you've got an on you have a, an online course that people can go and work through, where they can really dig deep and understand how to create a case study and and make it really work in all the ways that we've talked about here. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, my online course is called How to Write Great Case Studies. It's a self-paced online course. And when you sign up, you've got it for a year, basically. So you can work through it at your own time. And it's kind of, it's been described to me as like me at the side of you holding your hand and taking you through, taking you through a case study. So I know that you know, as a journalist, for me, you know, I've been a journalist for nearly 15 years now on national newspapers. It's second nature for me to ring somebody up and ask them questions about feelings and emotions. Whereas, you know, for people who aren't trained as journalists, you might feel perhaps like you're being intrusive or you're being a little nosy. But, you know, the course really takes you through how to structure those conversations, how to get the most out of those conversations, how to prep people before. And then also the writing as well. It takes you through how to write a case study. So the sort of structure, the kind of paragraphs, kind of language you'd want to use. And then there's a section at the end about media coverage and how you can use your case studies um, to kind of leverage for media coverage as well and secure media coverage for your business. So that's how the course runs. Um, And then I also do case study consultancies, which is where you kind of work with me and I'd find your case studies. I'd do all that for you, write them um, pitch them for you to media if that's the sort of thing you're interested in and I do power hours sort of like in a one hour one-to-one where you can bring me a specific story and I'll work on that with you um, so that's another thing I offer as well. Fantastic okay so I know I've touched on this before but yeah I'm, I'm really really looking forward to you coming to talk to my members in, in um, after this podcast goes out well, it, it will be in just a few days time so November 2020 and um, because I think they'll get loads from chatting to you. Um, And you've shared loads of really helpful information in this episode as well. So if people want to find out more about about you, or they might be interested in your course um, or working with you, where can they go to find out more? 
Um, well, my website is jennasloan.co.uk. Um, so it's J-E-N-N-A-S-L-O-A-N, jennasloan.co.uk. Or you can find me on Instagram where I'm at underscore jennasloan or LinkedIn as well. I'm on fairly frequently. Brilliant. Okay. Well, what I will do is link to uh, all of your website. Um, I'll link to your website and your social media handles in this episode. So if you're listening on an app, then if you just swipe up, you'll be able to go and find Jenna's contact details on the show notes um, and if you're listening on my website then it will be on the page that you're uh, reading so that should be fairly easy for you to find and um, so Jenna it's been so so brilliant chatting to you thank you so much for coming on the show um, and yeah I look forward to seeing your um, your your pet related case studies popping up uh, with the guidance that you've given you've given here so thank you again for talking to me um, and I look forward to seeing you soon thanks very much Rachel it's really nice to talk to you Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.